You're listening to The Real Reese. Welcome to my podcast, The Real Reese. My name is Reese, and I'll be your host of every single one of these episodes. And I'm very, very sorry for the long delay between my last episode and the one that comes out next, whether it be this one or my um, The Last of Us episode five uh, review that I did with Busy Brian. We just got that recorded two days ago, um, having gotten around to, to doing the edit shit. But once I do that, which shouldn't be too long, I may post that before this one or right after. just depends. But we're, we're catching up. Um, it's been a busy two weeks for me. I had a death in my family, so you know I just wanted, wanted to spend time with them over the last week or so. And just, you know, catching up on things in my personal life before we got back to to doing this. But I do very much so enjoy my podcast. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun way for me to talk about my favorite projects in media. So we're getting back to it. And today we're going to be talking about Outer Banks um, Season 3. It released yesterday and I have binged a whole season in one day, like I always do. Um <clears throat> But it was a fun ride. Can't wait to get into it. And I see no reason to waste any more time. So let's go. So I just want to start out by saying that Outer Banks has never been my favorite show. It actually took me quite a while to even get through the first episode. I think I attempted to watch the first episode three or four times before I actually like finished the rest of the season. And, you know, I think originally it was just the... Uh, the vibe and the aesthetic of it. I'm not too big a fan of like the beach type um, type aesthetic. And that's with everything though, with games, with with other movies and TV shows. I just, even in real life, I'm just not like a beach type of guy. So seeing what the first episode was kind of um, based in and what OBS was located at, you know, it just wasn't my vibe originally. But once I got through it, the first season, I had a blast. It was a very fun show. Um, the characters were very fun to see interact with each other. And it just reminds me of how me and my friends were when we were younger, how much trouble we got in just exploring and doing all these crazy things that we had no business doing. And sometimes we still do that. Uh, <laughs> not as much anymore since we know we're older and life very much so has real consequences now that we probably shouldn't test. But... You know, it just reminds me of those times in my childhood with me and my group of friends. So it was it was a fun time. And season two, got through that, benched it right after I finished season one, finished it in a day. It was great. It was notice, noticeably kind of weaker than, we, than season one, but I still enjoyed it a lot. And season three, I was I was hyped for, you know. I, I didn't... <clears throat> It wasn't like I was staying up like this anxious to see it, but when it came around, I knew I was going to watch it on day one, and I did, and I benched it all in one day. And I feel like it was also a very fun time. I do have a few kind of nitpicks, but from for the show that I know Outer Banks is and from what I expect from Outer Banks, season three was no, no not too much more different than the first two seasons. Um, but we'll break it down a little bit. So one of my major complaints was... Actually, the title of the first episode, Poglandia. Once season two ended, you know, we ended on with the uh, the Pogues on the deserted island that they kind of found and drifted to once they jumped off a wards ship. Um, and, you know, it kind of, 
it kind of led us to thinking that Pocalandio is going to be a, a major plot point for the early part of the season. I mean, obviously, we weren't going to stay there alone, but it was something that I was expecting us to just spend a bit of time in, you know? And we got to episode one, and I think we stayed there maybe the first 15 minutes, if even. I'm not, I'm not even sure it lasted that long. But we, we, we got dialogue in that episode in those first 15 minutes that I feel like shouldn't have been present at that moment because at the time of the show when we pick up with season three they've been there for a month but some of the conversations we had during that last night they were there was something you would expect them to have had like the first night they were there or you know early on in the adventure not that late not on the final night a month later and that's just one of my nitpicks um You know, of course, I didn't expect us to stay there for too long, but I just, I did expect more. And I wanted to see that. I wanted to see how they survived and how they interacted and how they kind of stood the test of the, of something they never had to experience before, especially Sarah. Um, Of course, Sarah has been through hell and back over the course of those last two seasons, but she still is a kook at heart, you know? Um... (laughs) So I, I just wanted to see a little bit more of that, and we didn't get too much of it. But it's not a big complaint because we still got wild, wild adventures um, throughout the entirety of the rest of the season. But that was just one of my first few things I noticed while watching the season. One of my other nitpicks is that I feel like this happens with every TV show and every movie series. Obviously, as the as the project goes on and on, you have to increase the stakes more and more because the threats get bigger. The show is supposed to get bigger because that's what shows do. They gradually build up over time and have this epic climax at the end. But something that I think a lot of projects suffer from is that they get a bit too big for what the scope of the project was originally like advertised as. And I don't think that's like a huge issue here because from season one, this show has had some pretty big stakes, you know. But it's, it's just... A lot of times in this season in particular where you just have to like suspend your disbelief. Like, I'll give an example. I don't want to get into spoilers, but <laughs> I'll give an example. Um, there's a new big villain this season. Uh, his name is Carlos Singh, I think is how you say that. Um, and he's this big like overlord of all this illegal treasure hunting business or however you want to call it. And he has been doing this for a long time, I presume. Um, But he made some mistakes that I just feel like someone at his status and someone that has been doing this as long as he have and has built up this entire, like, empire that he's built up, he's making very stupid mistakes to these teenagers, and he keeps getting outsmarted over and over again. And I just don't feel like that's too realistic. You know, he obviously has his empire for a reason, but from what we've seen in him, he doesn't seem like that big of a threat. I never felt threatened by this guy because he always gets outsmarted. You know what I mean? And, and I don't think this is one of the things that kind of, it, it's, it's iffy. Um, <clears throat> another thing is, you know, obviously Ward was alive. He survived his boat explosion. And I just don't feel like it's that easy for someone to go under the radar like that. You know, Ward was this huge huge guy in Kildare County. He was the wealthiest man there. His family is all over everything. And somehow he managed to stay hidden 
for this long without anybody noticing you know it's just things like that but like i said outer banks has always been a bit of a reach ever since its first season so it's not anything that's big to me but it is it's just kind of getting to that area where it's just getting a bit too big and the stakes are not as the consequences to the stakes are not as dire as they probably should be in these moments um which kind of leads me to my next point and my final kind of nitpick type thing i am not one of those people that think that characters need to die in order for their the the story to have stakes but I mean, in this case, where they when they get shot at every episode and they deal with all these dangerous people and in these foreign countries and things like that, you know, it's just it's 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 a, a limit to how much I can just ignore, right? Because this still is based in reality. It's not like a like a sci-fi like Stranger Things or anything like that, where you know there's this fantasy element to it. This is pretty much like just a a, a real event in a way um and we rarely ever get character our main characters in any kind of real danger and you know i'm not gonna say if anybody if anyone dies or not but it's just all just kind of building off of that point that some of these consequences are not um are not as serious as i think they should be but you know that was kind of like my last point just wanted to point that out that it, you got to suspend your disbelief a lot, especially in this season. But we did have some very good things um, take place that I'm going to get into. It's not all negative, I promise. One of my first things I want to talk about is that we got some unique character interactions that we don't normally get. Um, I won't go into major spoilers, like I said, but Topper. We get, we get to see Topper hang out with the main crew for a little bit, as well as Rafe. Uh, we get to see Ward come around for a bit to hang out with our our main cast um big john we get to see him hang around with the main cast for a bit so we just get to see these interactions that usually always end up in an argument and we don't ever actually get to see these characters interact with each other but it was very very fun and i love when shows do that when we get characters that are usually on opposing sides having to work together to kind of like team up against this big this new big enemy I always loved that in TV shows, and season three had a lot of those interactions. I do wish we got more. Um, I won't lie. I do wish we got a bit more. We got some more fleshed out scenes with those um, interactions, but hey, we got we got some new stuff we haven't seen, so that's very good, and I was very happy with that. One of my other positives is just, it was a lot of action this season. You know, action isn't everything to me. I do very much so appreciate a good story as a writer and an author and a screenwriter. I do appreciate good writing and good storytelling and good emotional undertones and things like that. But I do love me some good action, and this season had a lot of action. It, like I said, it just reminds me of my childhood and the fun that I've had in my life doing very, very um, questionable things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love a good action scene, and we definitely... It, there was one scene in particular that I think everybody agrees was kind of a badass scene. Um I don't think it's a spoiler, but it involves JJ and JJ on his dirt bike, and that scene was, dude, it was so cool. I loved it. It was like straight of straight out of um, a heist movie. Love that scene. Probably gonna go rewatch it again once I <laughs> once I get through with this. But great, fantastic. And my last positive, I gave three negatives, so I'm gonna give three positives as well. I think 
that this show still knows its audience. It still knows what... I, I think the season was a bit unfocused, but it was unfocused in the sense of normal television. But Outer Banks knows what it, who it appeals to and what it wants to do within its, um, its audience, audience's um, standards. And this season delivered on that, on that aspect. I think people that are fans of the show already will enjoy this season. I enjoyed it. Um, as for new fans, you know, who didn't really feel the last two seasons, I'm not sure if this season would change your mind. As I said, personally, I think this is the weakest season, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because all three of the seasons are just, they're all relative to each other, you know. Although I say this is the weakest, I don't necessarily prefer the other two over this one. You know, it's like this weird in-between thing. Uh, I'm not sure how to explain it. But, um, but yeah, for fans who enjoyed the last two seasons, I definitely recommend watching this one. It was a fun time, at the very least. Um, please give it a watch. For people that didn't really feel the first two seasons, you know, it's I, I still recommend giving it a try if you at least, you know, enjoyed some aspects of it because those aspects did get a bit enhanced this season in certain ways. So, yeah, I think that's just where I'm going to end this off at. Guys, I appreciate you, everyone that listens to my reviews and my commentary tracks and whatever else we do on this podcast. It's been so much fun. We've been doing this for a little over six months now. Um, and we have gotten all kinds of views and downloads that most other podcast platforms just don't get. And I really appreciate you guys for tuning in every single time I um, upload a video, no matter how how small in scale or how um, <clears throat> just how little it seems and in general, um, I'm so glad you guys feel the need to come by and just hang out with me for just a few minutes out your day. Not too long, except for that Hill House episode. That was a ton of fun. Oh, speaking of that episode, we are going to get around to our Blind Manor discussion at some point. It's just my uh, my members that I do that series with, some of them are having some, um, some health issues, and we want to make sure that all of our participants are up to par we don't want to force anything on anyone so once they get you know get a bit healthier a bit better um and once we find a a suitable schedule for everybody we will get that episode out as well and we will continue on until we you know finish all four of my funding and shows so look forward to that as well but in the meantime me and busy brown we're still pumping out these last of us episodes it has been a fun ride and we will continue to bring our expertise to your um to your to your ears every week um <clears throat> but yeah i appreciate you guys man see you on the next one thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the real reese if you're enjoying the show please feel free to rate subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode